0: you are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Dressed in White is the title of this devotion. I've really been looking forward to share this with you. And for where I am in my walk with the Lord Jesus, in my coming to know Him and the Father more intimately daily and growing in the knowledge of His grace, as it talks about in Second Peter chapter 1, I just, I just think about this all the time, that I want to walk before Him without spot or wrinkle. You know, it says that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 through 27, that we are to be a bride, the church, that is without spot or wrinkle. You understand spot and wrinkle has to do with the outward appearance of what is truly living inside. How I long for all that is within me in Christ to be made manifest to give hope to others that what He's done for me, He can do for them and that I can be an example of His amazing grace and His amazing love. I, I would never want to be hidden anywhere at any time. God forbid that I would have such a thought that I want to, want to hide from whom I am really am. No, the opposite. I wanted to, to become more clear to everybody that I belong to my loving Heavenly Father. I want everybody to know and see that I'm his to the praise and the glory of his grace. David said in Psalm 30, verse 12, to the end that my glory may sing his praises and not be silent. My glory, that means my soul, my living being gives praise to God and isn't just silent, hidden away. You cannot really walk in the love of your loving Heavenly Father and not want others to know that you're His child, because saying you're His child is what gives Him praise and gives His honor, gives Him honor. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, friends, don't you know that, that as His children, we are to the praise and the glory of His grace? We are what we are because of His love that never fails to be sufficient to make us and keep us as his children. Oh my goodness. When my father in 1979, no, 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 sorry, 1997, that's a big difference. 1997, when my father in September of that year went to be with Jesus, I asked him before he went, I said, dad, what is it? that you look for as your reward when you see the Lord. And he opened his green eyes and looked at me, and I said, is that a strange question? He didn't look up unkind. No, no, no. I said, is that a strange question? He said, of course. I said, why, that?" He said, what greater reward than to be called the Son of God? Oh, beloved, how great a love our Heavenly Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called His children. I mean, that's what, that's what we sing about day and night. Oh my goodness, what mercy, what grace that we now could, should be called the children of God. So with this in mind, I want to read to you here in Matthew 22, verse, starting at verse one. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables, And said, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. And And he sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, but they were not willing to come. And again, he sent out other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see I've prepared my dinner, my oxen, the of cattle are killed and all things are ready. Come to the wedding, come. But they, uh, but they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious. Jesus is telling this parable. And he sent out his armies, destroying the murderers and burned up their cities. And he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. You can see what makes us unworthy. If we take it lightly that we're invited into the everlasting kingdom of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we take it lightly, that shows we will not be worthy of it. No, we need to take it seriously and eagerly look for the Lord's appearing. And when the king heard about it, he burned their cities and said they were not worthy. Verse 9. Therefore, he says, go into the highways and as many as you find, invite them to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests." Now here comes, listen closely. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have a wedding garment. Dressed in white is the title of this devotion, okay? He didn't have a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. And the king said to his servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you know why? The people that do the loudest weeping and loudest gnashing are the ones that know they shouldn't be there and they could have been there. Oh, my dear friends, God forbid that I would ever ever take it lightly that I've been invited into the everlasting kingdom. No, daily, daily. I look for it. For many are called, Jesus said, but few are chosen. You know, my dear friends, the Lord Jesus shows something so important to you and me. The man was there, but he was cast out. Why? He was not dressed in white. He was not ready. He had not prepared himself to be there. You see, we are prepared for this very thing down here. It says that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, but he who prepared us for these things is God himself. We are prepared to be dressed with the heavenly garments of Christ's divine nature and Christ's divine character that is being formed in us today. What's being formed in us today will become manifested to appearing. I'll talk to you about that now, and I'll talk to you about it again this week. Listen again, Christ being formed in us now will become made manifest in His appearing. That is the white garments. His life in us will be made fully manifest in us at His appearing. That is your white garment. So don't take it lightly that the Spirit is renewing your inwardly daily, 2 Corinthians four sixteen, That the Spirit is transforming you into His likeness daily, 2 Corinthians three seventeen and 18. That you're being renewed in the inward man daily to live as He lives. Oh, dear friends, I pray, take it seriously that the Spirit is at working you, conforming you into His likeness. You say, "Okay, Pastor, give me some scriptures, how I can pray to see this happening. I mentioned to you these two scriptures, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 or 20. And then look at this. This is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness. Lewdness means that you openly live in a moral lifestyle that God has shown throughout Scripture is ungodly and unholy. That you do it openly that you don't care if anybody sees it. When I was a young boy in the 60s, if anybody committed adultery, it was shocking to to the community. People couldn't believe that anybody would do such an evil thing. Today, it seems that that consciousness has disappeared. And I'm only talking about adultery, not even other moral entertainments that people boast about even and relishing and feel offended with you if you do not relish with them in it. Romans chapter one talks about this. You read it in Romans chapter one, how the Lord says that this will be so in our days. So we do not walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds, having their nature blinded to the holiness of God given themselves over to a morality that is ungodly in God's sight he says who past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness and greediness but you have not so learned Christ if indeed you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Put on means it becomes manifest what is living inside. And Colossians says the same thing, but I'll read that from the Amplified. Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in the splendor of His glory. Therefore kill or deaden, deprive of power, the evil desires lurking lurking in your members, those animal impulses and all that is earthly in you that is employed in sin, sexual vice, impurity, sensual appetite, unholy desires, and all greed and covetousness, for that is idolatry, the deifying deifying of self or other created things instead of God. It is on account of these very sins that the holy anger of God is ever coming upon the sons of disobedience, those who are obstinately opposed to the divine will, among whom you also once walked when you were living and addicted to such practices, but now put away rid yourself completely of all these things, anger, rage, bad feeling towards others, curses, slander, foul-mouthed abuse, shameful utterances from your lips. That should not even be named among us. Do not lie to one another, for you have stripped off the old, unregenerated self with its evil practices and have clothed yourself with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into a fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge of the image and likeness of Him who created us in Christ. Oh, my dear friends, God is so longing for you to be made manifest in garments white as snow, that that beautiful life that he keeps giving into you day and night, 24-7, you're receiving in the life of the Son of God. You live because of him. You feed upon him, as it says in John 6:57. And that life that is now within you that we kind of see coming through the flesh, oh, how that glory kind of shines through just just enough for us to notice wow what is this about you oh wow aren't you beautiful in the Lord that is incomparable to what will explode at his appearing and clothe you in these holy garments white as snow and you don't want to miss it you don't want to be unprepared in that day and that when he appears you're not made manifest you're hidden because there's not much living inside come on dear friends look at this here and the angels, and to the angel of the church of Sardis. This is Revelations 3. Write these things, says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you're alive. But in reality, you are dead. People think, wow, those people really got God. But inwardly, you're empty. He says, be watchful, strengthen the things that remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God, Jesus says. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief. And you will not know the hour I will come upon you. You have a few though here in Sardis, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying, Jesus says. You see, We can maybe have the reputation that we're alive, but inwardly, there's not much there. There's nothing there to clothe us. There's nothing there to be made manifest. And I intercede with you today. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for the coming of the Lord. Live prepared. Smith Wicklesworth said, if you have to prepare yourself, then you're not ready. Live prepared, live ready. Let the life inside of you cause you to shy away from that which would defile you and corrupt you and to embrace that which is holy and glorious in God's sight. Oh, friends, let there be such a glory within you that the Lord Jesus can look at you and sees himself in you, longing to be made manifest longing that upward call longing that yearning and groaning of his life and you wanting to be made manifest all yearning to break free from this body of death and to embrace the eternal body prepared for us through jesus and that you have that inward yearning of god inside of you that he longs for you to be made manifest as his sons and daughters. And that you will be made manifest in garments wide as snow, known that Jesus will be honored to present you to the Father. He will be honored to present you to the Father. So let me close with you with this part in the scripture, in the living Bible that really took hold of my heart and searched me. You know, I don't know about you, but I want God to search me daily. I don't ever want to have anything in my heart. Psalm 19, the last few verses, I don't want anything in my heart that would cause me to stumble. I want to be kept by the spirit of life of Christ in me from stumbling so that he may present me without blame before the Father in his love. So I read this some years ago and it just got in me. I just started praying it and praying it. So I want to read it to you and I pray that it also takes your heart verse 2 of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 for verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 in the Living Bible. Now, the most important thing about a servant is that he does just what his master tells him to. But what about me? Have I been a good servant? Well, I don't worry over what you think about this or what anyone else thinks. I don't even trust my own judgment on this point. My conscience is clear, but even that isn't the final proof. It is the Lord Himself who examines me and decides. So be careful not to jump to conclusion before the Lord returns as to whether someone is a good servant or not. When the Lord comes, He will turn on the light so that everyone can see exactly what each of us is really like deep down in our hearts. Then everyone will know why we have been doing the Lord's work. At that time, God will give to each one whatever praise is coming to Him. Wow. When the Lord comes, he will make manifest what really motivated you and what you did for his name. That's why Jesus says here in Revelation chapter three, he says, these things, says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have the name, that you are alive, but you are dead. He says, be watchful and strengthen the things that remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. I've not found your works perfect. What does that mean? What motivates you to do what you do isn't truly pure. It's adulterated by the love of the world. It's adulterated. And you see the heavenly father wants to purify our hearts he wants to look deep within our hearts and he wants to say let go of this you don't need to do it for the love of money i'll take care of you you don't need it for the praise of men i will give you honor you don't need it for recognition i am your honor you don't you see, and the Lord seeks to perfect you inwardly so that when He comes and makes manifest who you are in the hidden person of the heart, you are fully clothed with garments white as snow and can enter into the Holy of Holies without any hesitation, with a true heart, sincere faith, a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and a body washed with pure water, Hebrews 10:22. Wow, what a glory awaits us. Amen. Have a good day.